Can you guys believe that it's February and on Wednesday night the two hottest teams in the Big East are going to match off? And one of those two teams is obviously Villanova. And the other team is our very own St. John's Red Storm. Coming off a four-game winning streak, a 5-1 and one stretch overall, including three straight on the road. We're going to talk about this six-game period, what the team's done differently, what's going really well, what players have made a jump, and all that and more, perhaps. All right, don't get greedy. But let's just start with the six games, okay? Started with a nice home win against Butler, um, a game where we kind of just flexed our muscles a little bit and was able to beat them pretty thoroughly throughout the most game, throughout most of the game. 69-57 win. We followed that with a tough loss to Marquette, but we were still playing better. Uh, fought back in the second half. Probably should have won it, but we floundered on the stretch and lost a two-point game um, at home. Then the four-game winning streak began. A, a road win at UConn at the time. They were ranked 23rd in the country. Then, you know, maybe the bye game against Utah Valley. Worked out on it. And then at DePaul, road win at Marquette. Road win, making up for that previous two-point loss with a two-point victory of our own. So 5-1 and one over that stretch. Gets us to 11-7 and seven on the season. 5-6 and six in the Big East. We're tied for sixth in the conference. Um, we are second in the in the conference in scoring overall. We are fifth in three-point shooting, sixth in overall shooting, and our offense is coming around. But it's our defense that has really made the biggest jump and the biggest difference during this six-game stretch. So <clears throat> during this six-game stretch, we're 5-1. and one. We're scoring 78 points a game, only giving up 70. We're blocking 5.7 blocks a game, getting nine and a half steals a game. Opponents are shooting only 31.4% from three and 45% overall from us during that stretch. Now, how does that compare to what we were doing prior to that? Well, in the 12 games prior to the six-game stretch where we were six and six, now this is including some Big East games, some out-of-conference games, um, so the competition level isn't a complete even standard. But during those 12 games prior, we were scoring 80 points, which is a little bit higher than we did in the, during this six-game stretch. But we were giving up 81 points per game. So compared to now, 70 points allowed over this six-game stretch compared to the 81. The defense has really, really come together, um, and that's a huge difference. Uh, over 10-point difference, and we can see how much it's affected our overall play. We're also... We're only getting, we were only getting 3.8 blocks during that stretch compared to the 5.7 now. Oh, a huge part of that is the addition of Josh Roberts into the starting lineup and his bigger role overall. Of course, his interior defense is something we all kind of got glimpses of for decent stretches last year, uh, pretty good stretches last year, and there was plenty of fans who were hoping to see him more up until the six-game stretch, and then once he was inserted into the starting lineup, our overall play has really, really uh, risen. So thanks to Josh and thanks to the overall team's defense, we can see a lot of those changes. Uh, and another big factor is during this stretch, 
I said 31.4% from three opponents are shooting against us. It was 38.5% in those 12 games prior, which is a tough number. And if you took away the Xavier game, the Xavier game, which was during that first 12-game stretch, they were 0 for 10 from three against us in a game. They still beat us. If we took that away, teams are shooting 40.2% from three against us, which is just way too high of a number and puts so much stress on your defense. If you're giving up good percentage threes like that, you're always going to be you know, battling against six, seven-point runs. It's going to be tough for you to hold on the leads because teams are just going to bombard you and catch up quickly. So 31.4 over the six-game stretch might not be something we can keep up altogether. Some of that's always got to do with some luck. But if we're closer to that 31.4 as opposed to that 38 to 40%, uh, we can find some good middle ground there. And uh, that uh, I also didn't mention that 48.4% overall field goal percentage compared to um, the 45% teams are shooting during this six-game stretch. Offensively, we're kind of the same, 45.5% from the field during this this six-game stretch compared to 45% overall the 12 games prior. We are shooting better from the three, 37.8% over this stretch compared to 33.5% over the 12 games prior. So as a team, the biggest difference we've seen is defense. Uh, We've been hitting better Percentages from threes, which help, but the defensive effort on the interior from the ball handlers, um, the the pressure on the ball handlers coming especially from Posh, especially from Dunn, and pretty much a combination of everyone else chipping in has really made a difference. Our perimeter switching, our attacking against other teams' pick and roll has become much more efficient. Our guards are fighting over. They're making more of a concerted effort to not rely on the big man to hedge out high and to hold the ground on the on the high side for the ball handler they're able to retreat and thus our three other help defenders don't have to gravitate so much to the paint leaving open threes off skip passes or driving kicks and those are where we see that big time result in team shooting less uh, efficiently from three 31.4 percent from three I don't know how that compares to the rest of the league but I'm assuming it's pretty high all right that's not a um, that Defensively, from our standpoint, that's a really, really good percentage. So if we can keep up this defense as a team, sky's the limit for the team in terms of competing in the Big East. Not on the national level, but aside from Nova, which we get to see Wednesday night, I think they're they're ripe for the taking. You know, they're due. I'm not predicting a victory, but I'd be surprised if we got blown out. Aside from Villanova, Creighton, who's beat us twice, but everyone else, those other uh, eight teams... We can compete with all of them. It'll be fun if we get to have a Big East tournament and we'll continue to play well and to see really our style of play in a, in a, in a situation where teams can't prepare, back-to-back games, home court, pseudo-home court advantage. It'll be really interesting to see. And don't you forget out there, Mike Anderson has yet to lose a Big East Conference game as a coach, undefeated as a Big East coach in the Big East Conference. One and a half wins, zero losses. So that's the team. Um, some some things we pointed out about the team why they're why they're playing better. Let's go more micro and talk about some of the players during this stretch. All right, I'm not going to go into every single player, but uh, <clears throat> we're going to look at the starting five during this stretch and their play during this six games versus their previous six games. All right, so not going all the way back to the previous twelve for the players. We're looking at this six game stretch. 
versus the previous six-game stretch, and let's see what our record was during that six-game stretch. One, two, we were one and five during that six-game stretch compared to five and one during this six-game stretch. So let's start with Dunn, perhaps the one player who I have been the hardest on throughout the season. Fairly or unfairly, I seem to bring him up a lot. So let's go ahead and start with him, all right? The senior point guard from Brooklyn. Brooklyn, we go hot. All right, so over the last six games, Rasheem Dunn has averaged nine points, 3.7 rebounds, four and a half assists. He's only shot 39% from the field, but he's shooting 88% from the free throw line, and he's got there 25 times in these six games. Compare that to the previous six games, where he averaged only seven and a half points, all right, so one and a half points less, only 1.7 rebounds, a full two rebounds less, 2.2 assists, over two full assists less, a little bit less in steals, 1.5 compared to the 1.7 now. Uh, he was turning it over less during the previous six games, 1.2 compared to 2.3 now, but he's doing a lot more and he is attacking more. Um, big difference shooting-wise. During the previous six games, he was 1 for 11 from 3. 1 for 11, 9%. Now, during this last six-game stretch where we played well, he's 0 for 4. Still not a great percentage, obviously, but he's being more concentrated on not falling for that shot. And he's hiding better in the corner, and he's getting out of the way, and he's moving it quicker, and he's attacking quicker, where teams aren't able to slag off him just as much as they were before. And honestly, DePaul and Marquette, they didn't do a great job of giving him space to begin with. They were kind of up, up in him and playing to his strength, I thought. But 0 for 4 in this last six games, that shows he knows he can't you know, force that three-point shot. And he's doing a better job getting the, into the lane and attacking the rim. And that's shown greatly by the 25 free throw attempts he's um, attempted during this six-game stretch compared to the only eight he attempted during the six games prior. He was 1 for 8 from the free throw line in those 6 games prior compared to 22 for 25 these past 6 games. So he's rebounding better, he's passing better, he's scoring more, he's getting to the free throw line and making all those free throws, and he's just continually hounded defenders. On-ball defense is, is great. He does sometimes get a little bit too uh, in love with guarding the ball and he can get lost away from the basketball, but in terms of being a pest in terms of hounding the ball handler, him and Posh both make it extremely tough for other teams' guards. So Dunn has played a huge part these past six games, and it'll be interesting to see how he can keep this up going forward, and maybe even next year if he chooses to come back with that extra year of eligibility. Next up, let's talk about Vince Cole, Okay, the much maligned, perhaps. Vince Cole on the boards, he's kind of a uh, polarizing figure of sorts. Some people love him, some people don't. Um, him and Isaiah Moore, the Jucos, seem to have that kind of vibe for whatever reason, or some aren't sure on whether or not they can make it here. I happen to be fans of both. But anyway, these these last six games where we're 5-1, Cole has averaged 9.3 points, 3.3 rebounds, 2 assists, and he's shooting 41.7% from the three-point line, um, and 8 for 10 from the field. I'm sorry, 8 for 10 from the free throw line. He's only shooting 38% from the field overall, but when you're shooting 42% from three, that kind of makes up for it. And the the six games prior to that, where we were 1-5, and five, Cole was only averaging 7.3 points, 1.3 rebounds, 1.2 assists. All right, so uh, again, two full points less, two full rebounds less, uh, almost a full assist 
less, and uh, he's also blocking .7 shots uh, these past six games, getting off, getting after it, and some help defense statistics. So overall, that three-point percentage, 41.7% uh, this past six games, compared to 33.3% the previous six games. And he's also taking more, 10 for 24 during this stretch, so that's a great number. All right, 10 for 24, 42%. He's being more aggressive. He's looking to get his shot early. He's also shown the ability to kind of make decisions off of pick and rolls and pick and pops where uh, Champetti drags uh, out to the perimeter. Uh, those two guys take a lot of attention from the defense. So when they're able to work together in a tandem, it's shown good success. It happened twice in the first half and the road against Marquette, including that end of the first half where uh, Champagny hit the three and then Posh got the steal on the end one. You remember. Marquette remembers, that's for sure. So Dunn, Cole, two guards really up in their play both offensively and defensively these past six games. Uh, we mentioned Roberts earlier, but let's go a little bit deeper into what exactly is going on. During the six games, he's averaging 4.7 points, 4.3 rebounds, and 2.2 blocks. He's shooting 68.4% from the field. And he's two for three from the line during that six-game stretch. The six games prior, where again we were one and five, he was only averaging 1.7 points, 1.8 rebounds, and 0.3 blocks. So he's getting you almost triple production on points and rebounds. And 2.2 blocks is something that's really allowed our guards to get out and pressure the basketball, take more chances, and just solidify our defense altogether. Just giving up easy looks is is a recipe for disaster. So he's our last line of defense. He's been really solid there. He uh, is not an offensive juggernaut to say the least, but his percentage is good. 13 for 19 during this six-game stretch. That's 68.4%. You'll take that. He attacks the offensive glass. He gives us some extra possessions. And overall, he has been a huge, huge key piece spearheading this uh, late mid-season resurgence, if you will. Okay, so we got to keep it up from him. Hopefully he continues to grow some more confidence and uh, continue that play. Um, and if he does that, we have at least a quality uh, five-man for close to half the game or so. Uh, and uh, the more he gives you offensive-wise, it's just gravy. Posh. All right, how have we not talked about Posh yet? Okay, Posh Alexander Maybe the most exciting player to watch in the Big East. Yes, I'm biased. Yes, I'm not watching those other losers. But he's 100% excitement, 100% energy, 100% New York tough, right? I mean, Posh Alexander. These last six games have been, has been playing as well as any guard in the Big East, maybe as well as any player in the Big East. During this stretch, 14.5 points, 3.7 rebounds, 4.3 assists, 3.8 steals. I did not... I did not stutter. I did not just read that wrong. 3.8 steals over a six-game stretch. He is averaging 2.3 turnovers, but he's got the ball in his hands a bunch, and he's a, a freshman playing in the Big East, asked to do a lot. So 2.3 turnovers over 30 minutes a game compared to the 4.3 assists isn't awful. Hopefully he can control that a little bit more as he grows, but it's nothing to worry about at this stage. And the shooting is really where he stands out. A guy who doesn't look like a natural scorer, um, you know, short, shortish. I don't think his size really bothers him whatsoever. But you wouldn't expect him to be shooting 49.3% from the field um, and 40% from three during this six-game stretch. 10 for 25 from three, 33 for 67 overall. A bunch of those are tough finishes inside. We've all seen it. He's just a monster around the rim, especially for a guy his size. 
the six games prior to that, and it wasn't like Posh was playing bad. He wasn't our problem, right? But the six games prior to that, he was averaging 9.2 rebounds. Or, I'm sorry, 9.2 points, 3 rebounds, 3.8 assists, 1.5 steals, 2.2 turnovers. He was shooting 45.3% from the field. Still a good number, but a little bit lower than that 49.3% he is during this last six-game stretch. And the biggest difference, he was 1 for 10 from 3 during those previous six games. 1 for 10 from 3 and only 6 for 8 from the free-throw line. During this last six games, he's gone to the line 18 times. All right, so 10 more times during this six-game stretch. He's only he's only making 61% of that, but still getting to the line more, being more aggressive. The 10 for 25 from three is a huge number. I doubt he can keep it up quite towards 40%, but just being a threat allows him to do so much more. It allows Dunn to play off of him. It allows our other guys to stay aggressive and to not be you know snuggled up on by help defenders because they can lay off Posh and Dunn. It's just really what what Roberts has been to the defense, Posh has been to the offense. Okay, opened up things for everybody. And I don't even if the three point shooting comes down comes back down a little bit, I don't foresee it um having a huge negative impact on what he can and can't do. As long as he's capable of making them and willing to take them, you could just see what he can do. He can get by that first guy pretty easily and he can finish easily and once help defenses are more um worrisome about his finishing ability it will open up more passing lanes so on and so forth and we've just got a, a a stud point guard for hopefully four years okay maybe more so Pasha Alexander over the stretch 14.5 points compared to the 9.2 3.7 rebounds compared to the 3 4.3 assists compared to the 3.8 3.8 3 3.8 steals compared to the 1.5 that play has just risen all across the board and the team all across the board has followed along Lastly, okay, I'm talking about Champ, okay, our MVP, perhaps, Julian Champagny. This is the one that's a little bit interesting, okay. By no means during this six-game stretch has he played poorly. By no means. By no means he's actually played fantastic. But compared to where he was, he's the one player who's seen a little bit of a dip. Okay, so during this last, last six games, he's averaging 17.8 points, six rebounds, 1.2 steals, 1.7 blocks, 0.8 assists. He's only shooting 40% from the field, but he's shooting a scorching 46.3% from three on 41 attempts. So he's 19 for 41 from three over this past six games, and he's 18 for 24 from the line. The previous six games, he was averaging 20 points, eight and a half rebounds, two assists, 1.5 steals, 1.7 blocks. Um, he was shooting 45.5% from the field and 47% from three. And an 86.2% from the free throw line. So his shooting percentage came back down to earth. I bring this all up not to point out that he's playing worse. I'm using quotation marks to say that than he was before. But it's just his shooting has come back down to earth. A little bit. Okay, so his three-point shooting has come down a touch, a half a percentage. But his free throw shooting has come down from 86 to 75. About an 80% free throw shooter is where he probably figures to be. Anything more than that is great, right? Um, his two-point shooting came down from 45.5 to 40.1. I mean, that's his overall field goal percentage. And you would think he would shoot better than 40.1%, 40, 40 but he also has been shooting solo from three. Something's got to give. So if they balance out a little bit, comes down from three, goes up for two, it's not going to hurt you much. 
So when those first four players that I mentioned don't play as well as they have, okay, can we still maybe get more production at a champ when that happens? He's slightly been less productive during this stretch, and those other four guys have really stepped up. So that kind of gives you some hope that when those other four guys aren't playing as well, we could see better production from champ or vice versa. They can balance each other out. It's not like we've had everybody playing perfectly during this six-game stretch. We've had different guys step up during different places altogether. We've been, we've been solid. But uh, there are some things that give you hope that we can continue to get better. That also includes bringing Greg Williams back. And that makes you wonder how exactly will Coach Anderson fit him back in. As a player, Greg Williams, I don't think will have much issue fitting in and you know feeling like he might not force himself back into taking shots and what have you. The thing that might be more tough is where does everyone else go? Wu Su, Moore, Erlington have really become comfortable as that bench unit. Does Greg join them in the bench unit? Does he jump back in the starting rotation? I would figure Coach Anderson will bring him off the bench as no punishment to him, but just the team has been playing so well. Bring him off the bench. I think Greg will be fine with it. And then you have Greg Wusu. You have, that sounded like one person, but you have Greg, you have Dylan Wusu, you have Isaiah Moore, and you got Marcellus Erlington as your four main bench guys, two guards, two forwards. And those three guys these past six games have just been doing great things. Not every single game have they been solid, but for the most part, as a, as a unit, they've been winning the bench battle. Wusu is so tough. I rave about him after every game. He can do a little bit of everything. He's just one of those players I love, his style, okay? He can pass, he can dribble, he can shoot. He's tough, he can defend, he can play multiple positions. Isaiah Moore is a big-time swing guy. He can have a five-minute stretch that really helps us. He's also capable of having a five-minute stretch of, you know, having some boneheaded shots or, or whatnot. But he's a guy on the bench who can change the direction of a game. Uh, Marcellus the same way. He's had a couple of games where he's his play offensively has perhaps won it for us. I can think of one or two examples. He's also had plenty of games where he's been maybe a net negative or hasn't done too much. But still, as a bench player, I don't think you complain, can complain too much about what he's doing. And most teams would take that production out of their 7th or 8th man, and I think he's got capability, uh, the potential to be more than that. Greg, you know, I'm super high on him. I, I love the kid's game. As a bench piece, I think minutes will have to be shuffled and you go with the hot hand. He's probably the, I mean, he is the best shooter out of Dunn, Posh, and Wusu. Um, he's, it's it's crazy to think he might be the worst on-ball defender out of that group. And he's definitely a capable defender. In my opinion, he's the best off-ball help defender. So he can, he can continue to help our defense as a whole, I think. Obviously, you have that depth there. You can be super aggressive. Hopefully it doesn't sneak any minutes away from uh, Josh, um, but uh, in terms of us going smaller. But I wouldn't be surprised if at some point, speaking of that, just off the top of my head, if at some point we saw a lineup um, with Posh, Dunn, Greg, Wusu, and Champ. Four guards and Champ. I wouldn't be surprised. You'd have Wusu be the four. You'd have Champ be the five. You'd have Greg, Dunn, and Posh be the three, two, one, which is a backcourt we've seen start. Uh, Wusu guarding the four. Or Erlington guarding a four, is there a huge difference? Not huge. I think Erlington is definitely the more capable post defender against a big body, but it's not huge. Uh, he's stronger than Moore. Of course, 6'10 is 6'10. Um, I'm not saying Wusu is going to be a post defender, but 
I'd like to see that line up for a minute or two. It'd be fun. Hopefully we can get a, a big enough lead where uh, we can see some interesting lineups. But, um, yeah, this six-game stretch has been super fun. It's rejuvenated the fan base, rejuvenated the team, I'm sure, although they were probably never as down as a lot of the fans were. There is plenty to be excited about. Villanova on Wednesday. Let's look at the schedule after that. <clears throat> um, we go to Providence, to Butler. The first game against Providence, they have a physical team. Watson's a big boy. Dunn's a good guard. It's a uh, – not Dunn, I'm sorry. Um, Duke is a big guard. But um, that's an interesting matchup. Just can't get swept by Providence. So we'll be fighting right around the same spot in the standings with Providence. I'm sure at the end of the season can't get swept by them. Then we go at Butler. They're saying the same thing about us. We can't get swept by St. John's, but we beat them first game. Let's beat them again. Then it's home against Xavier. Then it's away against Villanova. Home game versus Providence. Home game versus Seton Hall to finish off the season. Somewhere in there, there's a home game against DePaul. I'm not sure what, what the date is on that, but it's not listed right on the schedule I'm looking at. But a lot of games left. Hopefully a lot of fun left to be had. Uh, please, guys, subscribe to the pod. Uh, rate, review. Reach out, DM, whatever. Follow me on Twitter. It's at St. John's B-Ball Pod. And uh, let's get some discussion going. Till then, thanks for listening. I'm Pat Kane. Peace. Peace.